Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Articulate BJJ podcast. Thanks for joining me and this week I would like to be concluding our three-part series on fixed and growth mindset. Last week I explored the fixed mindset in specifics and before that we discussed in general terms um, the details of fixed and growth mindset. Um, So today we're going to be looking particularly at growth mindset. So if you haven't listened to fixed mindset yet, a lot of what we're going to be talking about is in in contrast to that. So I recommend going back and listening to last week's episode if you haven't yet. Um, It will give you the kind of framing um, and reference point for what we're trying to work against really. So um, when it comes to growth mindset, I found it quite interesting that the first thing you Google uh, when you Google growth is growth hormone. And I think that that tells you everything about what you need to know about, um, you know, modern society's uh, kind of view on growth. (laughs) You know, a lot of people are focused on getting somewhere fast, uh, getting somewhere as quickly as possible with the least amount of hard work. So I guess that's a pretty fixed mindset way of looking at things. Um, Today, I want to look specifically at the mindset that we need to have if we want to develop a good growth mindset and we want to keep moving forward in our opportunities to grow and develop as a human being. So for those of you who have been listening already, you'll know that I am referencing the work of Carol S. Dweck. Um, She is a PhD and um, there's a great infographic online that um, I use um, to teach my students about this um, by by Nigel Holmes. So if you're looking for that, it's online. Um, You can Google it and that should come up uh, along with a whole bunch of growth hormone (laughs) uh, (laughs) links. So without any further ado, Let's get into it. Uh, So the growth mindset believes that intelligence can be developed. Now, this sits in contrast to what we were looking at last time with the fixed mindset. People with a fixed mindset usually believe that intelligence is a static thing. You're either smart or you're not. That can't change. The growth mindset person does not believe this. The growth mindset person believes that you can build intelligence, you can learn new things, where you're currently sitting is not where you can sit, as in you have potential to go further. So I'm going to be discussing that today, obviously, through a lens of um, jiu-jitsu, through martial arts, um, you know, with reference to other things in your life as well. So I'm going to try and frame it with examples that I've seen as we did last time with fixed mindset and explicitly look at the contrast between the two because as we're coming to the final thing I just want to make sure that I've kind of left these stones all turned and we've kind of examined everything as best we can. So when we frame our mindset as a way that I might be saying like oh you know what um I don't really know much about this topic right now. Um, I'm not that smart when it comes to maths or I'm not that good when it comes to jujitsu. However, I could get better. By saying that, it leads to a desire to learn 
and therefore a tendency to do a bunch of things in a growth mindset way. So let me just say that again. It leads to a desire to learn. That is so crucial when it comes to this whole topic team. One of the things that you have to understand is that your life is a learning opportunity. And I think the more prescient you are about that and the more conscious you are about that, the easier it is to embrace all of the troubles, struggles, challenges, whatever it is that comes up in your life. If you look at everything as a learning opportunity, there is a potential for fulfillment in everything that you do. The fixed mindset has a desire to look smart, not to actually be smart because they don't believe that you can be if you're not. Like, oh, this person was born gifted, so it's okay that they're successful. I wasn't, so I can't be. That leads to so much disappointment and unfulfillment in your life. Dissatisfaction is everywhere. And if dissatisfaction is everywhere, why would you risk anything? Why would you take any risks? Because now you just don't look smart. You look like a failure in quotation marks. You have to fail successfully, right? You have to fail upwards and forwards. Like if you're going to trip, trip forwards. Um, You know, I think especially today, we have this aversion to risk that is really dangerous to our growth. And, you know, I try to teach this to my high school students. We're really fortunate in New Zealand that in the curriculum, There's this phrasing and language that directs us towards creating and promoting lifelong learning. And I don't think that there's a more powerful growth mindset term that I've seen in a document put together by a government or ministry. When we're talking about lifelong learning, we're talking about a growth mindset here. We're talking about a person who can go into the workplace, can go into relationships, can go into sports learn things for themselves through failure or through their success and move forward as a better person as a result. That has huge repercussions for A, your mental health, B, your growth as a human being, and C, like living a more fulfilling life for yourself. So I cannot really emphasize how important it is to have a growth mindset. Um, Yes, Like I said in the last episode, there's no need to self-flagellate if you're not living in a growth mindset all the time. Sometimes it's just impossible. We're working against um, our nurturing. We're working against um, external factors here. Um, You know, I, I don't necessarily think that a person can be growth mindset oriented all the time. Um, But You should be conscious about the thought process and the narrative going on in your mind at all times. You should be looking to try and create a positive growth mindset oriented narrative in your mind. And it's okay if you have fixed mindset preferences or tendencies, but be conscious of them and try and work against them despite them being there. Um, I know this just as good as anyone because I do that myself. I'm hypercritical of myself to the point where um, it stops me from, it could, it has the potential to stop me from doing a lot of things. 
Um, and I have to work despite that narrative going on in my head all the time. It's this internal dialogue, not even a monologue, but a dialogue going on where I have these two heads talking to each other going, hey, you know, you can't actually do that. What if, what if this person is just better than you? Or like, you know, what happens if this just doesn't go anywhere? And then the other head talking about the growth mindset and going, well, you know, if you had a growth mindset or if you wanted to improve as a person, you would take this risk or you would do that thing. So that's just an example of how, I mean, I guess it manifests in my mind. It probably makes me sound a little bit insane, but all good. So let's continue, right? Um, in the first instance, when we are dealing with challenges, how does a growth mindset oriented person deal with challenges? They embrace challenges. A challenge is an opportunity for you to test what you've been learning or to learn new things. That's that's pretty crucial, right? Um, let's use a jujitsu example here. Um, I see growth minded people um kind of approaching higher belts for roles um you know we're not in that kind of gym culture where oh you know you need to be asked by a higher belt for a role get out of here with that Uh, like if if a person is rolling ask them like ask them for a role and i'm always so excited when a lower belt asks me for a role or i see a low belt asking a black belt for a role and of course, there's a polite way to do it. Don't be a dick and go like, um, don't just go up and demand a roll from someone. But, you know, you just have to come over and be like, hey, would you like to roll? And um, that really excites me because it tells me this person wants a challenge. Like this person wants uh, wants to see what jujitsu at, at a higher level looks like than what they're currently capable of. They can take their beat. They can take their hiding. They can try a couple of things. They'll probably ask for some feedback. That is a really important challenge to be taking. Um, you know, when I see a, a white or blue belt consistently just uh, clowning on their their peers, you know, like maybe maybe they do have some better skill or some more athletic talent, and all they do is ask for roles from smaller people or less skilled uh, training partners and then just clown on them, um, I've actually got very little respect for that. And I think that that's also a very fixed mindset thing to do. Oh, I just want to look good against uh, other other white and blue belts if I'm a blue belt. That is very fixed mindset. And um, I lose my patience with those kind of people a lot because they tend to duck the harder roles. And um, I think that that's just a real sign of kind of a very uh, fixed mindset person but also someone who just doesn't want to be made to look bad in their mind they think oh if I roll with a a higher belt I'm just going to get clowned badly and I'm just going to look stupid if you're thinking that way you really need to readjust why you're coming to jiu-jitsu are you coming there to look good if so who are you looking good to because I I guarantee you you're not impressing anybody um, who knows what's going on it's a very fixed mindset thing. It's actually a very weak person thing to do. Essentially, you're being a bit of a mat bully because you're only rolling with people that you know you can beat. You're never going to get better like that. So the growth mindset oriented person is going to seek out the most challenging roles, right? They're going to try the technique of the night, which even if they might not have seen 
um, they are working on. They're trying to get that thing to work and they're embracing the challenge that comes with trying something new. And they're doing this in a way that whether it works or not, they're going, man, I've got so much more data now to, to take into my next class. I'm going to ask my coach why when I tried that X move, it didn't work when this guy did Y. Okay, that is the growth mindset attitude. Moving on a little bit here, let's get to obstacles because obstacles and challenges are often uh, in the same kind of line. So the growth mindset oriented person persists in the face of obstacles. Now, the, the key word there that you should focus on is persistence, right? In something like jiu-jitsu, persistence is not an option, right? Um, persistence and consistency are almost the same thing, really. I can't think of a single jiu-jitsu session that I've had in, since 2012 that hasn't had some kind of setback or failure or obstacle, if I allowed those things to dominate my narrative, I would just not be, I definitely still wouldn't be doing this. But what you need to do is you need to look at that setback and you need to persist in the face of it. So let's say you're drilling something, for example, and it fails. That's not your last rep, okay? Your, that should be your first rep. You should fail and then persist through until you get it correct. That, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it seems obvious when you say it, but the amount of people who I see just doing five reps, oh, my core, like, oh, my, my abs are a bit sore, and then they stop. Do you think that you've mastered it after five reps? There's no way you've mastered it after five reps. Some people have done 5,000 reps, and they still can't pull it off in competition. You have to just persist through the setbacks. If, if a person is struggling with their fitness, if they're overweight, if they're injured, you find ways to work around it, okay? Um, what's the quote? Uh, life finds a way. <laughs> you know, uh, Jurassic Park. But you, you have to try and persist and survive and persist through these errors or these, these problems that you're having. It's the same in a work environment. It's the same in relationships. It's the same in life. You need to try and find a way to be consistent and consistently persist in the face of challenges. You should be doing that all the time. The, the fulfillment and the satisfaction you have once you get over that obstacle or you've, you've uh, kind of resolved that setback tells you that you're a resilient person it tells you that you can survive. You're not just made of glass and things are going to fall apart as soon as you get a chip in your window. You know, you have to be able to push through setbacks. And it's stop telling, stop telling yourself that it's other people's fault that you're not doing it, right? Be 100% accountable for the setbacks or the failures that you have. So if you fail, that's a good thing. It's all right to fail, but you're not going to learn anything from that failure if it's always somebody else's fault. You know, oh, you know, uh, I, I lost in this competition, but I, I lost to the guy who won gold. 
what is that narrative? You know, it's not anything that's going to help you grow. Look objectively at the match that you had with this person. Look at the details that failed for you. And those are the obstacles that you need to then work to overcome, right? Stop trying to spin the narrative extrinsically. Be 100% accountable for your failures. Be 100% accountable for the solution to those. And you're empowering yourself in a growth mindset oriented way to overcome those things. Every time you put the accountability for a mistake or failure on somebody else, you lose out on a learning opportunity. So let's continue. When it comes to putting in effort, um, the growth mindset uh, oriented person sees effort as a path to mastery. Now, when we talk about mastery, um, I think... I've heard a lot of semantics about how oh, you can never master something in jiu-jitsu. Um, I tend to disagree with that because you see some people who are very proficient at executing a technique. I do believe that mastery is achievable. Um, and I find it ironic that it was an inconsistent blue belt that told me that you can't achieve mastery in jiu-jitsu. But um, the, the fact remains is that you can master skills. You can master techniques. You can master relationship skills. You can master professional skills. And all of these things take time and they take effort. It takes consistent and persistent effort through setbacks, through challenges to do. You have to be able to put that effort in. Remember, as we said last time, the uh, fixed mindset person says that effort is fruitless um, or worse or like worthless. Uh, they, you know, oh, it's too hard to do that, so I'm just not going to do it, right? Um, too much effort. You know, it, it's not going to get me anything back for it, so I'm not going to put it in. It, it's so frustrating to come up against people with that kind of mentality because it's such a huge uh, inert rock that often cannot be moved, that when you deal with it, they either will shift it themselves, but you cannot do it for them. You have to be able to look at effort as something worthwhile in itself, not the outcome. This is one thing that I try to convey to my students as much as possible. It's not the result that you get. It's how much effort you put in. That gives you so much data and evidence to reflect on as a person man you know i didn't medal or i didn't get on the podium at this competition but i had six matches and in those matches i completed a pass i completed a submission and i i scored i, I scored positional points um, because i got to the back those those pieces of effort those snapshots have merit in themselves. And if you cannot recognize that, you probably have a fixed mindset. A lot of people will go, oh, you know, I didn't get to the top of the podium, uh, so I failed. That's just, that's bad goal setting for, for a start. Um, and we've spoken about that before. But it's also a case of you, you've looked at the wrong thing. What did you do well in your efforts? What did you get right in terms of your technique and your execution 
That's the effort you put in and you should objectively be able to assess what you did and know if it was good or bad. Um, this is something that for me uh, is quite complex, I suppose, because um, if I come back to the gym after a competition, you know, everybody wants to congratulate you. But for me, um, I don't really see it as like uh, congratulate me for the win. It's more like I've already assessed what I've done well and what I didn't do well in terms of the effort I put out. And then I try to like, and maybe it's a flaw, but I try to quantify whether that is actually praiseworthy myself or not. And because I'm highly critical, I often struggle at a, a sincere level to accept that congratulations or that well wishes because I've already looked at it and gone, well, a lot of things I actually did were kind of bad. Um, so I need to work on this, this and this. So thank you. But like, I don't allow myself to accept that thing. So you you need to look at your efforts. And this is the, the process I, that I'm dealing with in terms of objectively being able to accept what was good, what worked and what was like praiseworthy for yourself and praise yourself and accept praise for it from others and what wasn't working and just to objectively go, okay, cool. Well, that's where I'm going to work. That's where I'm going to put my next set of effort into in my next like um, R&D cycle. You know, that's where I want to put that next piece of effort forward. And then after that, still be able to praise myself for the effort that I put in initially. Um, for me, I guess, yeah, I really struggle with that part. So the the praise part, I really kind of almost outrightly reject praise because I don't feel like it, it was solicited. So I don't seek it out. I don't want it. I'm looking for constructive criticism, which I view as more helpful to me than like a, hey, well done. And that's just something that I've got to work through. Now that actually segues into our next point about criticism and how the growth mindset person views uh, criticism, right? They look at it as a opportunity for feedback and to grow from it, right? So um, let's say, let's take an example from, from the classroom, for example. Uh, I, let's say I've got two students. Um, they hand in a piece of writing to me and only one of them asks for feedback. Um, the other one is kind of apprehensive to ask because they see that as something that could be negative or critical um, and, you know, they don't want to hear it. Or they might just see it as um, something that they will need to ignore because it's not praising them. The growth mindset person is trying to learn at every opportunity. We're in that like lifelong learning cycle and they see criticism, be it constructive or just overall negative as a chance, chance to learn, you know? Um, so this kind of comes back to my, um, development cycle concept, um, that I've been trying to, trying to work on in my jujitsu as well, um, is, you know, if I take something that I've been working on at the gym and then I try and put it into practice in competition, I want feedback from my coaches about that thing. And I will actively seek that out from them in training. What I'm not doing is trying to look for a gold star. I don't need approval about what 
I was doing being, oh, you know, this was great. I want to know the details that I got wrong so that I can fix that thing that went wrong. Why did this not work? Oh, okay, well, in the execution, I maybe missed this crucial detail. I want to know that through feedback so that I can improve that in my next development cycle. I think that that is so important uh, to develop a good habit for. And unfortunately, I see a lot of people who do not do this. Um, you know, they, they go into a competition in particular looking to win and that's it. And if you don't win, well, then stuff it. Like, I'm not going to think about it again. I just want it to be over. Like, I'm not going to put up any video or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. Um, and they don't want to talk about it. That's the first place that you should go to look at what went wrong. Look at the matches that you failed in uh, or look at the techniques that you're not successful with in the gym and seek feedback for that. Don't seek praise for the um, the rep that you get right when you're drilling. <laughs> you know, great, you can do you can do the rep. Show, show me this and show me where you can fail it. Like show me where you're successfully failing. You know, hey, I'm missing this detail on a sweep. Could you give me some feedback so that I can perform it correctly? What detail am I missing to get this right? Those are the pieces of feedback that you should really seek out and hold on to to help direct those efforts towards the obstacles and the setbacks you're having. Otherwise, I I see this with a ton of people. You know, they're told, oh, you know, you're so good at doing this. You're so good at doing this. And so they just keep doing those things. And that's often far more narrow. The things that you're successful and good at are far more narrow than the things that you fail and are bad at. And when it comes time to do those things that you're bad at, they've got every excuse in the book for why it didn't work and for why, um, oh, you know, I, I didn't play my game, da, da, da. So you're saying that your game is narrow. You're saying that, you know, as soon as you're taken out of known waters, you're, you're floundering. And I see it with students. Um, I, I, see it, I see it with teenagers in particular because, well, they're not conscious enough of the mindset. They've been told, oh, you're so good at this. Oh, you're so good at this. You're so good. Like, you know, you're, you're such a good thinker. And then as soon as they're given something that they cannot do or they don't feel confident with because they haven't received praise, they just fall apart, you know, and it goes back to that idea of challenge. The whole idea is they've, it's been reinforced for them that they're so smart. And then as soon as they see a challenge, they fall to pieces because they're like, oh, well, I can't do this thing, so I must not be smart. You're supposed to come up against challenges. You're supposed to get feedback. You're supposed to listen to that feedback to see how you can improve. Right, finally we come towards how the growth mindset views the success of others. It finds lessons and inspiration in the success of others. I'd like to take that a step further and I think there are lessons and inspiration to be found in the failure of others as well. Um, you know, whether that's your training partners, your colleagues at work, um, we should be looking to try and get as many collective lessons as possible, um, you know, and if that's, let's say, a training partner and you go to a competition there, and, and I know that this is particularly for me as well, like if I see my coaches or my training partners competing, I'm more nervous for them than I am about 
my own performance but I'm also equally as happy and excited when I see my training partners win when they lose that's a loss for me as well because it means it's something that we didn't work on and that's a lesson that I try to glean from them regardless of whether they win and lose what worked there that we've been working on together and what failed there that we haven't or still need to work on together and I try to do that to be a good training partner for others because when they come back to the gym now that's a hundred percent what we're going to work on you know hey that thing didn't work um you know like uh, this person gave you uh this look in competition in your final match which you lost um now that's exactly what we need to work on okay and it gives us the the data that we need to move forward and of course we should always be pressing about how we uh give feedback to others you know i'm not just about to go in and be like yeah you lost that match because you suck like (laughs) that that doesn't do anything but i am going to take that info and go hey when you face x technique from a person you need to work on y answer let's do that together i'm gonna do that when we roll so in my opinion you need to be conscious about how you give feedback to people um because well you don't know how they've emotionally felt about um that experience so you do have to frame these things correctly in terms of success for others um you know if you're a highly competitive person and admittedly um uh, you know most people who really sink their teeth into jujitsu have some level of competitive drive if you don't that's cool as well but you can frame things in a competitive way Um, some people do not like to see others win you know and we uh, talked last time about that Daniel Plainview quote you know he's like I hate seeing other people win Um, you know I can't stand the success of others and you know some for some people that's a really motivating thing Um, and and it's like I said if you have fixed mindset tendencies it's okay as long as you're conscious of them and you do work uh you you work to still be in a growth mindset oriented action despite what your brain or your narrative or your dialogue is saying so as a result of all of these things the growth mindset person um feels like they can reach higher levels of achievement and it's not just even a conscious feeling but you can you can go from the person who can't perform well in competition or can't perform a technique to suddenly being very successful with those things and you can do so in a very short amount of time. That is because you're allowing yourself to take lessons on board, you're getting feedback, you're being productive, you're putting in the effort, you're being consistent and persistent. Two different things, consistency and persistence. So this gives you a greater you know the the whole why why do we sit in a growth mindset why should we do this thing being growth mindset oriented gives you a greater sense of autonomy or free will in your life you have more ownership and accountability over what you're doing therefore you have greater autonomy and control over your actions over the results of those actions as well and essentially you can feel satisfied or fulfilled with those consequences when they are positive or when they're negative so 
that's essentially what you're trying to work towards here. We all want a greater sense of autonomy and control over our own lives. The only way that you can do that is by accepting, firstly, that you are accountable for every outcome and every consequence, but then working in a positive growth mindset way to try and learn how to influence those outcomes to the best of uh, in, in favor of yourself, you know? Um, you know, we have that, that term, uh, the self-made person. To, to be self-made or to, to construct and will things into existence that you want to happen, you have to be persisting through failures because they're everywhere. The amount of inertia that you have to work through on a daily basis to get what you want is pretty massive. And you should always intentionally and consciously be focusing on how you can do that. So I hope that this series on the fixed and growth mindset has been something informative or helpful for you in terms of framing and recognizing um, the narratives of these mindsets. I think it's, um, it's one of the more powerful tools that I equip uh, my students with both overtly and, and, and subversively, you know, like explicitly and implicitly, I'm trying to get them to do these skills to, or, or trying to get them to develop these mindsets because it's just, it's crucial if you do want to live a fulfilling and happy life. Uh, you know, we can sit on our couch and bemoan the fact that we have no control over our lives and that all of these conspiracy theories are, um, are true and, you know, the government's conspiring against us to stop us from being successful or living a happy life. Or you can get off your ass and actually start working towards that better life that you want for yourself. I... Um, I've been very fortunate to have good role models in terms of seeing the work ethic that um, people have and the inability to actually uh, sit still and, and not be accountable for your actions. You should be working for the time that you have off. You should be working hard to achieve and to get the things that you want from your life. No one's going to give those things to you. And if you're looking for handouts, well, I think that that's also a very fixed mindset thing. Um, what I mean by this is you, you're you saying that you yourself are not accountable for the successes you're having. You're waiting for other people to have a windfall so that you can get a windfall from them. That's That's not how this works. You should always be looking to work towards your own windfalls. And the only way that you can guarantee a windfall or uh, a good outcome is to work hard, is to put effort in, to listen to the feedback of others, to see where your flaws are, to push and persist through obstacles and challenges. This is what it, uh, that's what life is like. Uh, you know, there's never going to be a time where life just decides to go, oh, okay, well, you've been having a tough time, so let's, let's just pump the brakes on, on these challenges. I'm sorry, that doesn't happen, you know, um, and if you don't take control of the things that are giving you grief in your life, um, you, uh, you're going to be stuck in a cycle of misery um, and, and, and inertia that will probably guarantee that you're going to be a miserable 
person uh, at the very least, um, if not someone that actually harms others. So this concludes uh, the Growth and Fixed Mindset series. Um, it's been three parts. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to look to move on to some other topics. This has been pretty uh, predominant in my mind for a while now as I've been uh, kind of grappling with it and thinking about how to talk with it. Um, so I hope that uh, something is resounding for you in here. Um, you know, the, like I always say, this is a place where I come to decompress my thoughts about a topic. Um, the, the fact that I publish them is purely just to keep myself accountable for my own thinking and, and trying to stay on some kind of uh, uh, storyline or some kind of similar topic um, without varying too far into too many other things, which seems far too easy to do for me. Um, it's just a little bit all over the place. So I can now put this a little bit to the side. I can start to think on the other parts and um, hopefully come at you with another um, fresh topic um, pretty soon. So thanks very much for listening. Um, please hit me up. Uh, you can you can find me online at Articulate BJJ on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, if you DM me on Instagrams about the podcast or anything like that, I'm more than happy to discuss details or um, have a yarn or conversation about them. Um, I, I really do enjoy that. So um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like and share. Um, that really just helps to kind of uh, spread the episode to some people who maybe need to hear it. And um, thanks for your time. Train hard. Uh, and I will see you in the next episode. Os.